It's Thursday, August the 13th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, putting it back together, Mexico's economy. First, the world in brief. Britain's second quarter GDP figures were grim reading. The economy contracted by 20.4% against the previous quarter, confirming that Britain had entered its deepest recession since at least the 1920s. Since the end of 2019, Britain has suffered nearly the worst performance of any big European economy. Only Spain has done worse. But some data suggest a modest improvement began in June. Uber may have to shut down temporarily in California, its chief executive told MSNBC News. Dara Khosrowshahi said that the ride-hailing firm would not be able to reclassify its drivers as full-time employees in time to comply with a recent state court ruling, which also applied to Lyft, its rival. Belarus admitted that its police had fired live rounds at demonstrators and made over 6,000 arrests to quell protests against a stolen presidential election on Sunday in which Alexander Lukashenko claimed a sixth consecutive term. Demonstrations have taken place over the past three nights in the capital Minsk. The European Union is considering sanctions. Tencent revealed a better-than-expected increase in second-quarter earnings. Benefiting from the increased time people have spent online during the pandemic, profits at the Chinese gaming and social media giant rose by 37% year-on-year in the three months to the end of June. WeChat, its messaging app, is in the crosshairs of the Trump administration over security fears. The Brazilian state of Paraná agreed to produce Russia's vaccine against COVID-19. The speed with which the vaccine was developed has raised doubts about its safety. Its first human trial began in June and involved only 38 people. Brazil has been hit hard by the coronavirus. With over 3 million infections, the country accounts for roughly 15% of the world's total cases. America stood pat in its dispute with the EU over subsidies to Airbus and Boeing. Its trade office will not be expanding the category of European goods worth $7.5 billion that come under the punitive 25% tariff, 15% for aircraft. But neither will it reduce those rates. America imposed the sanctions in October 2019 for violations cited by the WTO. Sumner Redstone, the American media mogul who turned the merger of CBS and Viacom into an entertainment powerhouse that also included MTV, Comedy Central and Paramount Pictures, died aged 97. His final years had been dogged by corporate, family and personal intrigues over control of his own fortune and over the company's future. And editor's note, due to a production error, some readers will have seen our story on Papua New Guinea twice yesterday, once under a headline about another story. Apologies. And now, here's today's agenda. Stimulus stalled, American fiscal policy. Since the pandemic began, America has pumped some $3 trillion worth of fiscal stimulus into its economy, shoving money in the direction of both households and firms. Almost all economists agree that more is needed. Stubbornly high levels of new COVID-19 infections have slowed America's economic recovery in recent weeks, while many of the provisions in the stimulus packages agreed thus far have expired. 
But Congress cannot agree on how to proceed. The two parties remain around $1 trillion apart, with Republicans not happy about the idea of extending a $600 a week boost to unemployment payouts. A deal does not look likely for some weeks. Adding political spice to the episode is that President Donald Trump stands to gain from the passage of a big stimulus bill since it will improve the economy and thus his chances of re-election in November. For now, however, the fiscal hawks are winning out. The Right to Survive – Women in Turkey Nine years ago, during a meeting in Turkey's largest city, the Council of Europe adopted a landmark treaty on the protection of women against violence. Turkey was the first signatory of what became known as the Istanbul Convention. Now it is considering whether to withdraw its signature. Turkey's ruling Justice and Development, AK Party, may reach a decision on the matter today. Members say they are uneasy about the Convention's provisions on gender identity and LGBT rights. Some religious groups close to the government say the pact encourages divorce and contradicts Islamic family values. Thousands of women across Turkey protested last week against the planned withdrawal. Some were detained. The backdrop is grim. According to one human rights group, at least 474 women were killed in the country last year, mostly by their spouses or relatives. The savage murder last month of a university student by a spurned boyfriend has sparked renewed outrage. Putting it back together, Mexico's economy. Today, Mexico could report its 500,000th case of COVID-19. The government acknowledges 54,000 deaths, but had the authorities done a better job counting, the toll would probably be over 100,000. Yet bars, cafes and shops have reopened in Mexico City and many other regions in a desperate attempt by the government to revive an economy that shrank by a sixth between April and June during a patchy lockdown. At least remittances from migrants in the United States kept coming. The central bank will try to rev things up at its meeting today. Forecasters expect a 0.5 percentage point cut in its benchmark interest rate to 4.5%, its lowest level in four years. It is grim news for a populist president who promised to improve Mexicans' well-being. Few economists will be surprised if Andrés Manuel López Obrador's term ends in 2024 with a smaller economy than when he began in 2018. A-level playing field. British exam results. Today is A-level results day when school leavers from England, Wales and Northern Ireland receive their exam results. This year's will be like no other. Back in March, the government cancelled exams and instead instructed Ofqual, the examination watchdog, to work with the boards that set the exams to calculate a grade for each student. On Tuesday, the government made an abrupt U-turn. A-level students unhappy with their assessed grade will now be allowed to either use the one they achieved in a mock exam in school or to physically sit the examination this autumn. That followed a backlash in Scotland where, as results were weighted by schools' previous performance, students attending schools in richer areas had their teacher-assessed grades downgraded by 6.9%, whereas those in poorer areas were downgraded by 15.2%. The government's rethink may not be enough to avoid a similar level of criticism. Better run for shade, the global climate. 
The American Meteorological Society yesterday published its annual retrospective summary of the global climate, State of the Climate in 2019. July 2019 was the planet's hottest month on record, with Belgium, Britain, France, Luxembourg and Vietnam setting record daily highs. The year as a whole was one of the three hottest on record, and more than a dozen countries reported unprecedentedly high annual temperatures. Ice cores revealed that in 2019, atmospheric concentrations of carbon dioxide reached levels unseen for 800,000 years. In September, when sea ice in the Arctic reached its minimum level, its extent tied for the second lowest in 41 years. And during the ice melt season, the extent of loss over the Greenland ice sheet rivaled the previous record set in 2012. As a consequence, mean sea levels set a record for the eighth consecutive year, reaching 87.6 millimetres above the 1993 average when satellite measurement of this began. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Lucy Stone, who was born on this day in 1818. Make the world better. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.